0: Welcome to the Filthy Spoon Podcast. I'm John. Robert's not here today, but I'll probably be recording with him tomorrow. We've got a really good guest for you lined out today. Let's get to the sponsors first. Uh, Willow Creek Custom Calls. I've been telling you about the Cali spec all year. People have been knocking it dead with it, and you can get that 20% off with the Filthy Spoon promo code. So get on it before Brad pulls it. And you can get a hold of Brad at willowcreekcustomcalls.com. Or call him. I talked to him last week, and he said he loves you Filthy Spoon guys calling him. So call him at (laughs) 510-610-7625. And, of course, Superior Equipment Repair for all your truck and equipment needs. We work on Ford F-550s, Caterpillars, John Deere, Peterbilt, whatever we work on at all. So give us a call. We'll come out and take care of you. And you can get a hold of us at 833-343-7351. And then, of course... Can't forget about old uh, Adam Oliver at Pinto Ridge Taxidermy. He's going to be giving one of our guests, and now Casey's going to be entered into this, a free mounted duck at Duck Days is going to be mounted when we uh, raffle it off of who's going to win it. So that's going to be cool. We love old Adam. Look him up on Instagram, Pinto Ridge Taxidermy. And then left co- official left coast waterfowl. The Jeremy's on there, they're, they're peddling our swag. You can get your Filthy Spoon gear on there with a LCW 10 for 10% off. And they got all their Waterfowl Widow line and all their other stuff on there. They got some cool stuff, so check them out and i think that's it and we're on we got casey stafford on from cicc outdoors how's it going casey good john how are you good good we've been trying to line you out here for a couple months you're a really busy guy we all know that
1: yeah oh yeah i've been running hard trying to get everything flooded
0: so (laughs) yeah it's uh kind of been a shitty season for everybody so far huh
1: i couldn't agree more (laughs) um uh, this if it don't pick up pretty soon, it'll go down as the worst one we've had in a long, long, long time.
0: Yeah, that you're yeah yeah you're from your mouth to God's ears. It's uh, pretty rough all over. <laughs> <you know? laughs> but like you say, uh, we were just talking about it before we started recording. You know, we got some weather coming on in next week.
1: Yeah, I I think we're gonna see the change. I mean, I personally feel like we're just getting ready to get ripping here. Um, I've always said to everybody, in my personal opinion the 10th of december is my go-to date and always has been um anything we kill before that's a bonus and on normal years this i'm gonna call a normal year because everybody forgot how (laughs) shitty november was and early december because we've been you know four or five years of drought years with you know reduced water yeah and like last year i mean anybody that had water killed it from the start to the end yep and it's just guys are super quick to to forget what it's like on a normal year i yeah. think
0: yeah whatever normal is anymore yeah we don't seem to get a lot of normal anymore but yeah this used to be a common way it was before right. the trout but right. yeah and there's a lot of water all over and no weather and it's just perfect recipe for people not shooting a lot of ducks so
1: yeah and there i mean i don't I mean, we, there's definitely more ducks to come 100 percent, there is yeah but i don't think there's any shortage of ducks in this valley right now i mean there's plenty of them every one of them here is big and fat um the guys up in Klamath, Tully, the guys that have water up there are killing birds. They're killing birds in Washington. They're killing birds in Oregon. So hopefully we get a good cold storm here and freeze out them whistling ducks because they're the pansies. They'll run downhill yeah. <laughs> first. Then big fat mallards will stay up there and live in the corn. But yeah. we should get a good push of whistlers, I would think, here this week.
0: That's good. I'm, I'm. We've been seeing a lot of teal around our spots lately. A lot of teal.
1: We haven't seen much in the way of teal. Um, really? Probably 10 days, two weeks ago, we had a... I guess it was that long, I don't know. We had that low ceiling on a yeah, Saturday. It was yeah. either a Friday or a Saturday. And that was the first day since opening day it felt like duck season to me. Yeah, I mean, there yeah. was birds in the air, they were trapped below the ceiling, and everybody started squealing new ducks. I, I don't it's not new ducks. Yeah. I mean, those ducks have been here. They were just trapped under the ceiling. Yeah. It just shows you what happens when we get the right weather.
0: Yeah, yeah. We can
1: we trap them under that ceiling, they're in trouble. Yeah, yeah. But
0: so yeah, um Let's talk a little bit about how you got going. I I know the story. I'm sure some of you people do. Casey's been on a couple different podcasts. But how would you get going? You've been hunting forever. Everybody knows who you are. You've been doing this. You're one of the most respected guys in this valley, in my opinion. And how would you get going with all this? When when I was a kid, I was fortunate. I grew grew
1: up. My dad always had a duck club. Um, He was in the construction business, and we had, uh, you know, duck clubs, and he had guys coming out all the time. So I was taking, you know, going with my dad. And there'd be eight or ten guys show up at the duck club. So I would take at 10, 11, 12, you know, maybe not 10, maybe 12, 13, 14 years old. I was taking guys hunting for my dad. Really? Um, you know, calling for these guys. And I've just, I grew up doing it. I love doing it. Um, and then when I went up to college, I had uh, a good friend of my uncle's introduce me to Merlo. Yeah. And so I worked for Merlot the whole time I was up there in Chico, which was until like two thousand and seven i guess yeah seven seven or eight and then i came back down here and started my own gig
0: yeah yeah and it's doing pretty good you know i mean i've went on a couple hunts with you we've always had success it's been fun you ride people right out to the blind all your side by side's got tracks on them it's a pretty cool deal you know
1: yeah i try to make it easy on everybody i mean a lot of our clientele to be honest are, are older guys yeah um because there's just no there's not that many younger generation guys getting into this hunting and so I try to cater to those older fellas, you know, the 65, 70-year-old guys that that would give up. If it wasn't for us, they couldn't get there, they couldn't do it. Yeah. I enjoy those guys, you know. Yeah, they've been doing it guys. they've been doing it all them years. They still want to do it. I mean, the the mind is there and sometimes the body is not.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And I like I had just I was got off the phone with a guy half an hour ago that called and he says, "You know, I'm 84 years old." Because I can, I can make it to the blind. I think, and I said, "But if you can walk two and a half feet, I got you." Yeah, yeah. And he says, "What do you mean?" I said, "You don't even need waiters. <laughs> so, We're going to drive you right to the front door. You step out. You walk two feet, and you're in the blind." Yeah. And it, I mean, it it makes those guys still be able to get out there and still be able to do it. And I like that. I like to be able to provide that ah, for those cool, guys. You know, yeah,
0: because they've been hunting all them years, and you're right, they wouldn't be able to do it. You know, they're going they to going to go to the refuge and do that. Right. You know. So now that's that's good. You know? you
1: know, those guys get up there in age too. A lot of them are you know. Mid sixties, it seems like they start throwing throwing in the bag. They, they're done with their own duck blind. They're done with all the work. They just want to go hunt. They yeah. only want to go three or four times a year, and that's what they were doing. So why not just come with us instead of spending eight, ten, twelve thousand bucks? Exactly, on a blind.
0: and then all the work of uh, setting up and rushing up and decoys and all that. Yeah, yeah.
1: All they got to do is come and pull the trigger.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like I say, it's i it's always been a good time and successful, and so now that's cool. So um, how did you get to be with the tribe, to start doing their stuff
1: i was uh i was doing my own stuff me and my wife regina and i we started our own business we're doing the uh guided stuff we're doing ducks we're doing fishing doing all that um and i actually got introduced to the tribe it would have been i guess 2007 i guess is when i got introduced to them we went and did they had a big salmon tournament ah. and i ended up running one of the boats and i had a bunch of the tribal uh the head guys in the boat and i mean we kicked it off had a good time i mean yeah. we we're dicking around and you know caught some fish and had a <laughs> yeah. good time and they kind of had a little business like that going a little guide service going um and they actually approached me they came down to the ISE show we were set up as our own stafford's waterfowl is what we used to run the business under and yeah. they said hey you know we want to talk with you like we want to do something and uh you know at that time i went down and we sat and we talked with them and it just kind of was an offer i couldn't refuse yeah. you know we were young you know having kids self-employed and you know what they laid on the table it was just it was a good gig for me and, yeah you know i've been with them now i went to work for them in february of 2007 yeah, yeah, yeah. i mean they've been great to me for all these years well, and we, we make it work so yeah
0: no that's cool yeah and then you do you have, so you still do fishing guide uh, too oh yeah
1: Yep, we do pretty much everything. I mean, our biggest thing is waterfowl, but yeah. I do uh, when in season, when we have seasons, we do salmon, striper, sturgeon on the river, uh, turkeys. We do a big opening day dove hunt. Yeah,
0: I've seen you guys got some pretty cool turkeys. Are seen? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And pigs, right?
1: We were doing pigs. Um, the ranch that we have right now, it's burned up a couple times in those fires the last three or four years. And uh, there's just not a ton of them in there. So I'm kind of just leaving them be, hoping they get built uh, back up. Because I, I enjoy that. That's a great springtime hunt.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's nice something else in the spring to do a little different. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. The uh, I love watching some of the videos you post with the turkeys that you guys are killing. You know, that's super cool. You yeah. Know? Yeah. So what is... uh. <laughs> Your prediction for the rest of the year, you think it's going to turn on next week and we're going to be good to go as long as that storm d- door stays I, I, open?
1: I, I think looking at what I'm seeing, I mean, I see in the next seven days, according to Western weather, and we all know what we can yeah. do. <laughs> <laughs> um, I should have been a meteorologist. I'd yeah. have been a good one. Oh, yeah, exactly. Just look out the window and call what you're yep, seeing. Yep. But, uh, you know, I, I, I look at a bunch of different weather services, yeah, and sure I do. everything yeah. looks like it's coming together to make the perfect storm, in my opinion. We have, uh, you know, it's showing like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe like four inches of rain, three, four inches. Oh, wow. And then it's going to dry out a couple days and then go back into raining again. And, I mean, the storm door supposedly is open. Um, and I looked at a <clears throat> a uh, forecast last week that shows it hammering down all the way through like March. Oh, and that's, really? Th- I think that's pretty typical in an El Nino year is it yeah. comes late and it just hammers down. Yeah. Um. And the the thing I like about the storms I'm looking at is I don't see a ton of wind. I, I'm not a huge fan of the wind. I mean, we get a hard south wind, what's every duck going to do? It's going to fly yep, into yep, the wind, and where's yep, it going? Yep, it's going it's south. That, yeah. I don't want them south. Yes, I yes. need them home. Yeah. Um, but if we could get those low ceilings, get the moisture on the ground – you know, the, the storms quit, we get the fog, or whatever you want to call the low ceiling when you get that drizzle. Yeah. You get that in between those storm days, I I, I think we're going to hammer.
0: Yeah, and you guys, I me. Mean, you know, you do this year in and year out. That's yep. when you're most successful, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. If yeah. we can
1: get those low ceilings and trap them birds under, they're over. We can work on them. Yeah. And we need to. I mean, it's been, been a rough go this season. We've canceled a ton of clients and pushed guys back and – you know, everybody wants to get out there, but I, I'm not in the business of giving sunrise tours. I, I don't want to watch yeah. the empty skies.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. I mean, it's your reputation on the line, and why? You know, like I say, you, you can just take their money, but you know, what goods that do them? What goods that do you? You know? Yeah,
1: no, it's it's bad for business. I mean, I got I like my clients to trust me. Like if I if I tell you it sucks, it sucks. Stay yeah. at home. But if I pick up the phone and call, like I have a list a mile long. Yeah. If we get a cancellation, or if it looks right where we can hunt groups in the morning and groups in the afternoon i hate to hunt in the afternoon i absolutely don't like it i don't want my guys worn out i don't want to beat up on the equipment i don't want to beat up on the ducks yeah but you know as bad as it's been this year if that's what we got to do to get all the clients that want to hunt in the blind we'll run a morning get done by noon one o'clock turn around at two o'clock put another group in there and we'll hunt till the evening
0: yeah that's what you might have to do (coughs) you know but yeah i get it that's got to be tough on your guides but How many guides you got working for you?
1: I've got five guys that work for me. They all have regular jobs or other jobs, I guess. You know, so I got five I can rotate. So including me, there's six of us total. Um, We have five blinds that we guide out of. And I like to kind of rotate through them. Like I have one place that just socks in the wind and the rain. Yeah. And so we don't go there. So I try to book three groups a day. That way we can jump around and do what we need to do.
0: That's good. That's good. Yeah, I went out, I think, with Jason, and Jeep I think that was his name. Yeah, He Jason. was awesome. Yeah, no, he's Good he's caller. Great. I liked his dog. Uh, good guy, yeah. Yeah, no,
1: he's a real good guy. And they're all, like, I get a lot of guys call, and they, they want to go with me because they think I'm something special. <laughs> My guys, I, those kids that work for me are better than me. I mean, honestly, on a call, like, the, those kids are the, the best in the business, some of the best.
0: I, I agree, yeah. I, agree. I know the day I went with that Jason, it was awesome. Yeah, he did yeah. a great job. And I love, <clears throat> like you say, I kind of ripped you off. I copied it at our own blind and built a roll top. And you're blind to those roll tops, Those things are deadly. I love yeah, them, man. Yeah, yeah
1: no, you got to have them. That, <laughs> yeah. You're not getting rained on. The ducks can't see in the hole. I just like the fact that when I roll that thing open, a lot of times you can watch them ducks' eyes go from tiny to as big yeah. a <laughs> as a beer can, and they go, oh, <laughs> yeah, shit.
0: Yeah, they didn't have a clue you're there. Yeah, I love it. Like I say, it kind of inspired me when a couple years ago I went on a hunt and we built one for our blind. Now, you. Yours is a lot nicer blind than ours. I was the old four-man in the rice check, but I, I built it completely independent of the blind. But I was inspired by your deal, and it's worked out great for us. I love that, man.
1: Yeah, no, there's a lot There's a lot of guys that hunt with us, and they're like, man, we need one of those. And then there's other guys that hate them. And yeah, we got guys
0: in our club same way. That's why we haven't put them in all the blinds, because some guys bitch about them. But it, you just don't know how to use it right if it, you're complaining about it.
1: Right, and the complaining, <laughs> like I – I said all oh mine, the way my blinds are built with one 90 degree back on them yeah. and the bench seat, you know, your yeah. back's against one, and guys just can't figure out, well, how are you going to shoot if they're on the other side? Well, boys, you turn they're around on. and you keep your head <laughs> down until I tell you to shoot, and yeah. then you stand up and they're right there. I mean, it's just, you just got to get used to it, yeah. but I, after you're used to it, I don't know how you could ever
0: go back. I agree, and we've made a couple converts <coughs> in our club, a couple guys that really didn't like it at first, and kind of said, well, this is how you do it, and yeah, and then just like you said, well, you turn around, and yeah, you might get snaked here and there but you're gonna get snaked anyway yep. you know Yep. so no, at least
1: I, when you have working birds they i mean you can work the bird you can oh yeah you can get them right down there where they need to
0: be yeah exactly and you know them gibsons and all that stuff there they never work right they blow over in the wind you're still cut you know completely looking right down on top yeah i agree
1: i hunt some uh I got some buddies that have clubs, high-dollar clubs in the Butte Sink, and I'll get some invites, and I go to places. and I mean, I, I'm over hiding in the corner like a weirdo <laughs> because everything's open. Like, I'm looking out of the corner of my eye, and they're going, what are you doing? I go, where well, I'm from, I don't like, I, I don't want to be you, able to see.
0: Yeah, you feel completely exposed. Yeah. You, you,
1: you just feel naked standing yeah. there, and you get one, one duck flares or one duck don't listen, and it pisses me off. I know that they're seeing me.
0: That's exactly. You yeah, know? you can tell when they're busting you yeah. like that too. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, your kid, Cade, he's big-time duck hunter, huh? He loves oh, yeah. it. He's been ate up with it. But when did he start hunting?
1: I think he got his license, if I remember right, when he was eight years old. Really? And since then, I mean, that kid is an absolute fanatic duck hunter. <laughs> That's all he wants to do is kill them ducks. <laughs> so we brought him uh, last year. He started doing some guiding, and this year he's he's home. He just got back from Oklahoma. We picked him up a couple nights ago from the airport, so he'll be here I think until the fourteenth, fifteenth of January. So he'll guide for me until oh, that, cool, and then. Cool.
0: Cool. What's he going to school back there? Or? Yeah,
1: he's at OSU going to college. Oh, so, cool, cool. Yeah. So he's. This is his uh, freshman year, and then my daughter will leave. It's her senior year of high school, and then she'll go to Oklahoma too. So.
0: Oh, cool.
1: We're uh, stake and claim in Oklahoma. Yeah,
0: <laughs> sounds like it. Yeah. No, that's cool. Yeah, my daughter shared. they kind of ran within the inner circle. They're rural kids, kind of hang out together and. She knew him a little bit. And I always said he was a good kid. I know he's a real entrepreneur, man. He had all them damn side businesses, lawn businesses. Yeah, and then all the kids are hustlers. <laughs> selling hats. And I mean, he yeah, has Mullet Mafia thing he had going for a while. And Yeah, he was yeah.
1: making them call lanyards. He's done a little Oh, bit yeah, of I everything. forgot about the
0: call lanyards. Yeah. yeah. He,
1: he made a ton of those, man. Yeah. He, he killed it with that. Yeah. And it was cool to watch him start like the first ones he have, I got one of the very first ones he ever made. It was shitty. You know? it was, <laughs> yeah. It was loose. But as he got going, like he started up this stuff and had this. Crazy braids, these DNA-looking braids. Like, I have one around <laughs> here that is the coolest-looking thing you've ever seen. It's so cool, I don't even wear it, you know. It's just, it's something, you know, to hang on to.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So, yeah, yeah he don't have time for any of that stuff anymore, huh?
1: No, no, he's, uh, he got the hay farming uh, three or four years ago. He's working for some hay farmers, and when he, he kind of started on his own hill last year, he did all kinds of stuff on his own. Yeah. And actually, right before he went to college, he sold his swather, sold his rake. Um, but he has a baler, and he just... He got home, I think Tuesday or Wednesday, and bought a, a swather up there at Bedcals. So that should be home here in the next day or two. Oh, so he yeah. I can start wrenching on that. <laughs> but
0: oh, that's cool, man. It's uh, it's fun raising these kids up and seeing which way they go. You know, it's you know, that's cool.
1: Yeah, no, it is. It's a blast. Like he's he's all hay farming. My daughter's all cattle. We got cattle scattered all over around here. She does the showing, and she just whips on them with that so yeah, i mean she cool. loves that and it's cool it's cool to watch what they grab onto, and you know when they find something that they really love yeah. it, it's just cool to watch them. yeah
0: oh yeah nothing like it man yeah um my daughter i was telling you off air she just got back from first time out at sea so she's now going to be certified to go on deck next time they go out and uh that'll be pretty cool i she probably wasn't supposed to send her but she sent me some pretty cool videos and am launching oh yeah yeah planes off there then yeah, it. It's not that big a deal, but it's the first time in history that F-35s have been launched off a carrier in the Atlantic. So she was part of a little deal. And I guess they had like some USO, like all these semi-celebrities went out with them. Drew Carey was on the boat and freaking a bunch of singer-songwriters. They did a little concert for him and stuff. So she said it was cool. She didn't get seasick, but she said she got a headache, <coughs> which is kind of weird. Hopefully that goes away, because... She's going to be riding that boat all the way to Japan. So. Well, she, she's tougher than I am. <laughs> I
1: get seasick like a Do muck. you? Oh, dude. I can't. Like, I would love to go out on one of these long-range tuna trips. Yeah. I, even with the stuff behind you, the patches and everything behind your ear, I don't trust my stomach to do that. I got sick on a big old cruise ship. Uh, it was bad. Really? I mean, that thing was wrong. <laughs> I have thought, uh, uh, if I can get sick on that big bastard, Yeah. I'm not going <laughs> on a little, little one. <laughs>
0: My damn boss, the guy McGrath that it, everybody knows us talk about him all the time, that crazy bastard in a little 14 foot aluminum boat in Brookings, Oregon, went like 10 miles out. That's crazy. I mean, it was a nice, calm, flat day, but the ocean can change like that. Yeah. That crazy bastard went out. He caught fish like crazy. There's big old guide boats out there, and here comes this friggin' hillbilly in this little 14 foot <laughs> aluminum boat. <laughs>
1: Well, we I was in uh, Fort Bragg one time. We were over there diving when abalone were opening. We got our abalone, and a buddy had a boat there that was like an 18-footer. And they go, come on, the salmon's good. Let's go out there. And we went out there, and it was the same shit. It was going up and down. I was getting sick. I said, ah, oh, somebody just give me a couple more beers. we got to try to get this <laughs> equilibrium straightened out. But. We were out there, and I mean, we weren't that far. We were maybe five, six miles out. And here comes two different dudes in 12-foot boats. (laughs) And it's going up, and I'm like, holy shit, that guy's in a little tiny boat. And then the boat's gone. And I'm like, damn. And then there's the boat again. I'm like, you guys are nuts. I I ain't doing it.
0: I I couldn't believe he did it either. I remember he was sitting Then it got foggy. he got (laughs) lost. And he was having to try to use his phone like a GPS. Oh, Jesus. I'm like, He's crazy. If you knew him, he's crazy, man. He's freaking outlaw. But I guess he knocked the hell out of the freaking tuna when he did it. But, yeah, not me, man. And the thing leaked like hell, too. But that's just him. He's wild. you
1: got bigger cojones than I do because I ain't <laughs> you doing it. I ain't
0: doing that either, man. Um, how was your striper season?
1: We had a fantastic striper season. Yeah. This, uh, this last one that we had here this last spring was the best it's been in 20 years.
0: Really? With
1: that water high like yeah. that, I mean, it's just – I forgot, honestly, how good it was and how much fun it was when it's right. Yeah. Like, we slaughtered them. We yeah. were catching, I don't know, anywhere from 30 to 100 fish a morning by 10 o'clock. Like, really? guys were worn out, and we were catching them. It was like the old days. We caught yeah. them all casting. We didn't have to yeah. use minnows. We didn't have to use bait. We didn't have to troll. We didn't have to do nothing. We were casting at the banks with the swim baits and rubber worms. And when it's like that, when it's good like that, I can't get enough. I mean, I I'd go and both of my thumbs, you know, would be bleeding because <laughs> yeah. I, I won't use a net, I just reach out and grab by the lips. yeah. And when your thumbs are bleeding by seven eight in the morning, grab right. somebody
0: fish, that's yeah. good. Yeah. And how late did it go?
1: We caught them all the way till June.
0: Man, I, I
1: finally quit, I think I did my last trip like the 15th of June.
0: Man, that's cool. yeah.
1: It was it was a phenomenal striper season.
0: Yeah, I, I'm i not much of a fisherman. I used to striper fish a little bit here. I wanted to get back into it, and this was the perfect year, and I just dicked off and dicked off and never yep. went. I'm going to have to book a trip with you next year, man.
1: Yeah, the way this weather's shaping up and the way this El Nino deal may ride out, we may have the same conditions going into this spring that we did last spring, and if that's the case, I mean, I'm I'm super stoked for it. Yeah. I, I'm ready.
0: Yeah, that might make up for kind of a shitty duck season well hey it ain't over yet It ain't. it's, say. it's we're far from going. over you're right i shouldn't say that i'd uh, i did not want to get into that negative because we're all everybody i'm talking to on instagram and everything it's you know we're just all bitching and moaning about it but well,
1: what's it i mean today's the 16th yeah be, i mean we got 40 days left 45 yeah, exactly. days we're, we're good i mean we're good yeah i remember as a kid though this was it like the 10th 15th of december somewhere to take off and then you'd smoke them till the end you forget about the (laughs) first 40 days that sucked exactly
0: you always do man i was in a shitty club years ago horrible till the last two weeks of january and we smoked them and i forgot all about that and you were the (laughs) first one to sign up (laughs) for next year exactly Yeah. yeah you gotta have a short memory with this stuff or you know yeah yeah you need another beer or what yeah i'm getting there all right well if i we got to hit pause we got a pause button so um yeah i I really appreciate you letting me come out here and do it your place is awesome here Um, oh thank you yeah um say i've been talking to you a couple months trying to get this coordinated you're a busy dude i get it you know you got a lot going on between the farming and the guiding and everything else but uh I'm glad to get you on here. And then you were on CWA's podcast a couple weeks ago. Yep. Maybe I yep. maybe a month. I don't know how long ago that was. Yeah, but. I don't
1: remember. It was middle of the month, I think, middle of November. So,
0: <laughs> Yeah, no, you get around. You were on Ramsey's. I recommend you guys all listen to these. The one with Ramsey I thought was really good. Yeah, that was yeah. cool. Ramsey's yeah. cool. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, now I forgot what I was going to say, dang it. Um, what? Did, how many bands have you killed, do you think? Think. Honestly, I mean, because you've been hunting how many years?
1: I started when I was, I think, had a license when I was 8 or 9, so I'm 43 now, so 35 years probably.
0: I mean, that's a lot of, and I mean, you're not the casual, just, I mean, you're out there dang near every day. When, you and know.
1: I've been that, I've been that way since I was a kid. I mean, yeah. when, I, when I had a driver's license, once I turned about, oh, probably 13, 14, I always had a buddy that was older than me, that would uh, drive, you know, ah, like, yeah. I grew up, uh, who was really good to me when I was a kid, was Ray Hereford. He's like seven or eight years older than me. But yeah. He lived down the road. He'd come get me. We'd go hunting. There was a lot of people that did that for me when I was a kid. I mean, I, you know, anytime we were out of school, if we were out of school for Christmas break for 30 days, we hunted for 30 days. That's cool. And we always had a club. I mean, I was fortunate growing up. You know, there was always someone to go. But I've killed, I don't know. I, I, I got a lanyard right now that Cade made me, and it's got every band – Probably every band other than seven or eight that I've ever killed on it. And I think I have maybe five or six empty spots on it to go until it's all the way around. And once it's all the way around, I'm done. I'll throw that one in the gun safe and pick out another one. But I there's probably close to 50 on there, 45 That's to cool, 50. cool, man.
0: That's pretty cool.
1: And I've got some unique stuff. Like I have two, uh, I've killed two, two the geese that were banded.
0: Oh, yeah. Those are super and, rare.
1: And I'll have to show you the leg bands. Like, it's wild. Like, they're big, like, bigger than a honker.
0: Oh, really? Mm-hmm.
1: The leg bands on those. Um, I've killed some wood ducks. Back in the old days, there was some wood ducks that had... They'd band them as a duckling, and they had an insert in them that yeah. was supposed to deteriorate as the duck grew. Ah. And so I killed two or three of those, and I'm glad they went away from that because you'd have a big ball on the end of their foot where they got green.
0: Oh. Where it wasn't deteriorating. So oh. I got some of
1: those... Um, Have some, like, crimp band, weird stuff that came off some wood ducks. I I've I've killed some pretty neat stuff. No,
0: that is cool, man. Any neck collars?
1: Yeah, I've killed quite a few um, back before I was so busy, when I was just hunting to hunt. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. A little bit different now. Yeah, when I was 16,
1: 17, 18, I mean, we'd lay in ditches, and we'd just stare in the sky. You know, we had access to property, and we'd lay in a ditch and let them geese go over, and we'd stare. I mean, we were actually trying to kill them, and there was multiple days where we killed, you know, Two or three or four of them, that's where cool. you can actually spot them and see them.
0: Yeah, themselves. that's cool. Ever get any of the money bands? I have one. Oh, yeah?
1: I have one on my lanyard, and I wouldn't send it in. I don't care if it said yeah. it was worth 500 bucks. <laughs> it's still on my lanyard. Yeah, I don't blame
0: so, um, you. No, that's cool, man. That's super cool. I, people love talking about bands.
1: I, I think the oldest one I killed, uh, I think it's a Ross Goose, and I'd have to look at the certificates, but he was like 22 or 23 years old.
0: Really? Yep
1: wow and i have a mallard band on there that's got a horseshoe cut out of it and it's so rubbed that you can't read the numbers and everyone said "Oh, I'll pound it flat and we'll acid it nah we ain't gonna do that i just put it gonna on the leave it the end. way it is <laughs> yeah. left it how it was
0: no oh, yeah. that is cool yeah and that guy that works for it, he's involved in a lot of that banding right yeah yep. yeah yeah jason jason yeah. does
1: that for cwa yeah. yeah that's
0: pretty cool um you guys have to shoot some of the birds he's banded i'm sure
1: we have yeah Yeah. in the past yeah Yeah, we've killed some stuff and he's like oh that was one of mine yeah look up the
0: numbers (laughs) yeah yeah that's pretty cool man yeah um yeah that's a long time to hunt man i mean years and years of knowledge you know and
1: i've been hard at it a long time i mean most guys you know 10, 15 trips a year, and I, you know, on a normal year, I do 80 days in a blind, probably. Yeah. And have for the last 20 years.
0: I mean, like I say, you can't make up for that kind of experience, you know. It's pretty cool, you know. I mean, it just, you can't. You know, that's why I could say with the fog, you're saying that's, that's. I mean, all this stuff. Do you keep journals or anything like that?
1: I don't. I never have. I mean, I know a lot of guys that do. I
0: just... I'm not that guy. I wish I was sometimes, but...
1: I I, I say that about every dog that I've ever started. (laughs) Like, my dog... That died last year. He was 10 years old. And that thing was a unit. I mean, I put him through 10 hard years. Like, yeah, that, my dogs don't have an easy life. Yeah. <laughs> and the problem is, like, I usually have two or three of them. Yeah. But there's one that's always my favorite. And yeah. I have a hard time leaving my favorite one at home. I understand. I'll run them clear into the dirt. <laughs> and so now I have I have two or three. I actually have three here right now. And one we just bred. Um, and actually used semen out of my, my dog, Cash, that died last year. He had one sibling that was alive one males and so i took that male and we a him because he was just too old to get the job done yeah and so i'm hoping i'm hoping everything took um we just did that last week so i should know here in february which is cool like I, oh, i've had that cool. i've had that male bloodline for like 28 or 29 years
0: really Wow, that is Where I've cool. had the
1: same male bloodline, and I just I don't want to see it die. Yeah. I mean, I spent a pile of money. I threw a pile of money at it here in the last couple of weeks trying to get it done, and I just hope it takes because oh, that's, be that's, cool that's because, what I want.
0: Yeah. Um, so you hunt all males?
1: I am a male guy, yeah, a black male lab yeah. guy. Um, we have two females. I have one out in the kennel right now. She's six or seven, and I honestly think uh, she was going to be the best, one of the best I've ever had. Yeah. Um, she got a foxtail in her lung. And we took her into u c davis uh fifteen thousand dollar later wow. she's a she's a one lung labrador
0: oh and she
1: still hunts i mean she she's still got the drive Cade uses her all the time she just it's That's it's right. hard on her on days like you know when we have big days when we got four or five guys in the blind yeah yeah she can't do that many retrieves like she used yeah. to yeah um but she was a bullheaded tough i mean she is she's a male but she's not yeah i mean yeah. she she's just tough <laughs> um but other than that, yeah, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the male dogs. They're yeah. just tough, hard headed, and stubborn. A lot of people don't like them. I've just, I've always had them, and I, I, they've got the go yeah. and the power.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, what do you do for training with your dogs?
1: I don't, I have probably not the best dogs around. I have meat dogs, is what I call them. Yeah. We do it all ourselves. Um, my wife's great with them when they're puppies, getting them sit, lay, stay. When they're pups, they're in the house, they learn their place, and they're around us all the time, and that's that's all we do. I teach them sit, lay, and stay. Everything else comes with killing birds.
0: I agree. Yeah. And I,
1: I tell everybody that all the time. Like, there's a lot of stuff. Like, I'm not a fan of a whistle-trained robot.
0: Yeah, I yeah. I've I, had dogs
1: that walk on water that never had one single lick of training, and to watch them do their own thing, like, that's part of the game for me, to watch them learn. Like, I've got one right now that's a 2-year-old, and he's coming on. Like, yeah. I need – A good forty days of duck killing. Yeah, for him right now, but he started last year. You know, I hunted him some, and he'd go out there, and he's he's already shoving his head under the water to grab them when they dive. Ah, He's got it.
0: Yeah, no, that's cool.
1: But I think this year, like he's starting to mark better. Like I like it when they go two, three, four checks, and everybody goes, "Where the hell's that dog going?" Pretty soon he comes back with
0: it. That's cool, man. That is definitely. But that's just
1: it's from killing. Yeah, and I, I you can have the million dollar dog, the best dog in the world that has all the robot training. But if you're not killing over that dog, they're not getting no better.
0: No, no, it's, it's all experience. I agree with you completely, yeah. yeah and, they, and they forget. I mean, you can send a dog to freaking all the schools you want, but you're right. If you're not killing, right. you know, you're, they forget all that shit. You know, I and mean, it,
1: it's cool to watch them. Like, I have a piece of natural habitat, and when you get them good in a piece of natural habitat, to put them back in a rice field and watch them go in a rice field, it's easy, you know. Oh, yeah, for, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah.
0: No, that's cool, man. And yeah, I, I'm a, I'm I like the black dogs too. I've always had the labs. I've, since I, was, I came over the hospital where I always had a black dog. I ha- I had males for years, and the last couple have been females. I don't know why, just what I ended up doing. I almost brought Laverne with me today, but uh, she was a little wore out from sitting in the blind doing nothing all day. We didn't <laughs> fire a shot, but. Uh, She's a good dog. She, I, I'm fortunate enough. She gets to go to work with me every day, and right. she's around people. And
1: I, yeah. I think that's what makes one. I mean, a lot of people have different opinions, but if you can keep a dog as a puppy and keep it with you and spend time with that dog, all that dog wants to do is please you. Yep. I mean I got a stupid wiener dog that I pack around with I me everywhere seen with the I videos go. All the time, that, yeah. that dog goes every single place I go and that dog will hunt ducks. He will point pheasants. I mean <laughs> That is cool. And he's getting now like he used to not like to get in the water. Yeah. But them ducks are starting to piss him off now. Now he's mad at him.
0: He's mad so he'll jump in there. Huh? Yeah,
1: we we uh we, we knocked down a pair of mallards the other day and I went across a couple checks with the uh with the black because the, the Drake was stone dead and the wind was blowing and it blew up against a check and the, you know there's like four foot uh you know, leftover rice and yeah, stuff against the yeah. check they don't cut. And I watched him, and I, I seen him run down there, and I seen him wind it, and he was standing there, standing there. So we, I went across the check, the uh – the lab got that, Hen he and Mallard, and we come walking back, and he had gotten out and actually went through the water, got that Drake, and had that Drake sitting up on the check, you know. A Drake Mallard is damn near as big as he is.
0: So, <laughs> what kind of dog is he, anyway?
1: He's a long-haired dash, you
0: know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is cool. I see him with all your videos and stuff. That's cool than hell Oh, he yeah. loves to go. Everywhere you go, you know. Yep. Yeah, I mm-hmm. like that fact that, you know, there ain't no formal training, no nothing. I mean, they're Labrador Retrievers. They're bred to do this stuff, and you get the right dog, and, and a little I- bit of obedience you can get them to do about anything i think
1: right and i've had clients get mad at me before i i, I can be hard on a dog i yeah. am hard on a dog i mean i expect something out of that dog and like i had one i've had them before where they want to break you know where oh, a guy go yeah. to swing a gun and the dog jumps i'll grab it and twist its ear and the dog will start squalering and i had a guy get mad at me one time i said look here, here's the way i see it i said i discipline do you, do you discipline your children? The guy says, yeah, yeah, I discipline my children. If they do something wrong, do you do – yeah, he says. I said, so here's the deal. I said, I either discipline that dog now or he gets in a bad habit, and the next time you swing your gun, he jumps, you shoot him in the head. Yeah. I go, are you going to feel bad about that? Yeah. That and right. he goes, yeah, I'd much rather watch you twist his ear. Hey, yeah. You just got to set the boundaries. You got to keep him
0: in check. And then once they – like, especially with that break, and once you let it happen – it's you can't it's just like a kid you know you gotta see your boundaries you're completely right you you have to
1: stomp it it has to be squashed right off the bat or else you get bad habits and when you get a bad habit like that something bad happens i've heard of multiple dogs i know people multiple dogs that have gotten shot in duck blinds it's a dangerous situation when the dog's laying at eye level and you're down in that hole i mean if that dog screws up and you screw up, and in the time you dry, it's over.
0: Yeah, you yeah. know,
1: and no one wants that.
0: No, nobody. I, luckily, I've never been in a situation. I've had some close calls and been around, like, oh my gosh. And but yep. yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, how horrible that be? Talk yep. about ruining a friggin' hunt, you know? Yeah. So, but yeah, that that breaking. Yeah, you gotta either tie him up with that. Uh, that, what's that guy? That guy up in uh, he's in Montana now. He has that that tether. Yeah, that's yep, a pretty no, that, good it's deal. It's slick. It's slick. Yeah, and because my dog last year I got a little bit sloppy because we had a really good year, and she's been kind of a pain in the ass of breaking this year. And I was like, I got to start tying her up, yep. to get her, because if not, it's uh, you know.
1: And that's what we we'll do with them. Like I'll tether them sometime. You know, if if they need it, I'll tie their head down just so they remember. And it don't take very long, and None they get ex- back okay. into check. They yeah. go, yeah, yeah, I remember what I'm supposed to yeah, do. Yeah,
0: exactly. But, but there's a
1: lot of people. I mean, a dog's no different than a kid. There's a lot of people nowadays that don't discipline your kids, no, and you look—you look at the <laughs> shit that's running around here. Yeah, we could. <laughs> I mean,
0: yeah, especially in our part of the world. Yeah, where there's some uh, completely undisciplined kids right. running around. You that's let them get sure. away
1: with it, they're going to keep doing it. Yeah, it's a dog's no different. The dog
0: is no different. I agree completely, man. Yeah, it's a crazy world, but that's cool, you know, because. You know, a lot of people think that you got to have spend all this money on training and all on. I Like I say, I like the term meat dog because, I mean, you use them to make your living. If it didn't yep. work, you wouldn't do it, you Right, know?
1: Right. No, if I needed something else and my dogs weren't working, I would get something else. Yeah. I'd go buy something else. But I've never – i I've come close to where some days I think, you know what, I'm just going to send a puppy off to a trainer, hand him 10000 bucks, and get the dog back. In two years, I'm going to have a robot. But why? I, I hate it. Yeah. Like, I – I hunted with, uh, I got a good buddy that has a phenomenal dog. I mean, that dog is a unit, but it's like, a, it's a robot. Yeah. And I ha- had that dog for uh, two weeks. He was going out of town. He says, hey, take him and use him. Take him and use him. Perfect. Dog's a perfect angel. He lays there. We start shooting. I'm looking around. I'm like, where the hell is the dog? <laughs> I'm looking around. Well, he's laying there because I hadn't seen him yet. Uh, I'm like, uh, Like, I, I get in the moment. I'm watching clients. Yeah. Watching the birds. I'm watching clients. I'm trying to make sure everything's going on right and that's just one one more thing for me to have to remember to deal with the dog. And it's it's half my fault, you yeah. know. I'm just so used to my ones, you know. When the guns go off, they get up, they go. Yeah. And I swear to God, you know, when you get uh, you get a dog that's got 500, 1,000, 2,000, 3,000 birds under its belt, they can count. Yeah. That dog will go, 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 go. And the guys are like, what is he doing? There's obviously another one out there, and he'll come back with yeah.
0: it. Yeah, yeah. It's all yeah, no, that's cool, man. And like I so see just can't make up for that experience of being out there all the time. Yeah, like that's all that, it is. Yeah. You know? It's just killing. That's yeah. what makes the dog. Yeah, yeah. Now, that is definitely cool. Um like how did you when did you start getting tracks on your side by side? I mean, I I know it's, uh, it's getting popular now.
1: Uh, I think I think I'm the pioneer of that. Well, I brought yeah. that into the valley. Um We had those stupid Argos at one time. Yeah, I I remember those things, yeah. And the problem with the Argo, it serves its purpose, but there's a hundred foot of chain in that bastard when you pull it apart. And, I mean, it's – and if, they
0: steer like a tank, and they're rough riding. And, yeah, and you
1: know. if you had it, you one sole person ran that same Argo all the time, and you were meticulous about it, you'd probably be fine. Yeah. But I've got four or five different yep. guys in them. One guy runs it. He forgets to tell me he's hearing a noise. The next guy runs <laughs> it the next day, and then pretty soon we're in here pulling a 100-foot of chain out of yeah, the damn thing. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I, I don't even remember when I brought the first track machines. The first tracks I had were on Polaris's. So they must have been eights or nines, 2008, 2009.
0: That's a long time ago, yeah.
1: They were the first ones in this valley. And now, I mean, I have five now on tracks I sold. The the best thing that ever happened to me was getting rid of those stupid
0: Argos. Because, I I mean, it was
1: a – dude, I was a full-time mechanic. Argo mechanic. (laughs) And the tracks, I mean, there's problems with the tracks. Yeah, I see.
0: You lose wheel bearings pretty regularly, I see. Yeah,
1: and it's – I kind of – I push everything to the limit. Like with this – current set that i have like the oldest one i have is a 2016 i got a 16 a 18 a 20 and a
0: 22 oh really
1: and i push on them like the the 16 is the one you saw broke the other day on my score i pushed on that one because i wanted to see i'm trying to figure out exactly i mean i'm not one to change something if it don't need to be changed i don't blame you but i'm not one to want to have to do that shit out (laughs) of the rice field either (laughs) all the time and so that that 16 broke just now So it's got 16, 17, 18, 19, 20.
0: It's got basically
1: seven seasons on it. So I just set it in my mind now that every five years we're just going to do hub bearings. And what happened to that one that that you saw the video of the other day is I lost the hub bearing in the track itself. Ah. So I brought the track home. I rebuilt it. Put it back on. As soon as I put it back on, I shook it. We lost the hub bearings in the machine itself as well. Uh, so that just tells me every five years, let's just change them and be done with them.
0: That makes sense. Let's a do the
1: hubs in the machine. Let's do the hubs in the track because I go through the tracks every year. You're going to lose those little bogey wheels and everything. Yeah. You lose bearings in them. Yeah. I have hundreds of them around yeah. the shop because it just happens. Yeah. They're not built to be in the water. Yeah, they're, they're the for snow
0: truck. pretty much, right? Right. But I mean, they work excellent. No, yeah. they're awesome. Yeah.
1: It's just a matter of maintenance and yeah. you know. I so basically what I learned by pushing on them as hard as I have, is every five years, let's do the hub bearing in the machine, let's do the hub bearing in the track, and all the bogey wheels and all that stuff I do every year anyways.
0: That makes sense. And then it's,
1: I mean, they're pretty flawless, really, if you just pay attention. Like, my guys are all versed now. If they hear something, they say something. Yeah. We jack them up, we shake a wheel, we find the bearing out, we pull it, slap new bearings in it, off to the races.
0: That's good, yeah. And, I mean, it sure is nice for your clients, because... A lot of your fields are stomped, I guess. I mean, I know the one that I went on, I was like, I wouldn't want to walk
1: out yeah. here, you know. Yeah, no, we got stomped, and we, we do a lot of big uh, heavy disc and, you know, the yeah. 36-inch double disc, and yeah. pound it down, and... I don't know, it's not horrible, but a lot of these guys couldn't get to the blind without... And I hate walking on the check, so... Yeah,
0: oh yeah, yeah. It just,
1: it makes everything better to just be able to drive everyone out there. And plus, you're not packing all that shit. Yeah. Hopefully, you got a huge strap of birds when you're done. Exactly, yeah. Just drive out there and throw them in the back and drive back, yeah.
0: Exactly, yeah. No, it, it was super convenient when I went, you know, I, I loved it, you know. Yep. And then I, I agree, that, that walking on a check, I don't, it's like they see the... I don't know.
1: Well, you look, I mean, if you get up in the air and I've fought this with duck hunters forever, you know, since I have my own blinds, my own clubs. Everybody wants you to leave a decoy pad. They want to walk way down the check, and they want the big square or the half moon or whatever for their decoys that's untouched. Get in an airplane and fly over the top of a duck club and look down. You can see those in the water plain as day. Yeah, Yeah. Yeah. And everybody goes, well, every one of my fields – I have the option to do what I want to do. I disc it check to check or yeah. I stomp it check to check. I leave nothing because I don't want them to see it. But then you start walking down the check and you got a line and it's usually you, which side you go to. You go to the shortest yep, side, yep, right? Yep. So you got a cattle trail that you're blind.
0: Yep. You and
1: look at the next check over where there's no blind. Do you see that cattle trail? No. no.
0: Yeah. And it's. They, they aren't stupid. No, they aren't, you know. No. Yeah. So, I mean, and everything you can do for, you know, an advantage and, I agree, because we do the same thing. We walk in the water out to our blinds, right. and its I think it's a must, you know.
1: And at a certain point of the year, you know, you get this wind and rain and everything's beat down and all looks bad anyways. Yeah. Then fine, for the last couple of weeks, walk down the top. Yeah. I mean, it's already destroyed. Yeah,
0: exactly. The but bird's
1: been sitting on top, but there's no cover left anyways. It's mud hole. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, early early on start, we, we will not step foot. And I try to keep the dogs off of it the best I can, and you can't. I, mean, I know. <laughs> I was just going to say can, that. I,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's pretty tough. Mine don't. She'll run on the water for a little bit, then she'll get lazy and get up yeah. on the check. But uh, yeah. yeah, I uh, I agree. Um, the what was I gonna say? What I've seen your your panel blind. That, not panel, but you use like hog panels and stuff hog panels, too. Yeah, you know, for th- that's where you don't have a roll top.
1: Right, because my roll tops I set them because our blinds are ninety degree and we have a bench in them. Yeah, and so my roll top will only roll one way. Yeah, and so that front side I like to bring that hog panel up just to cover that void, so that yeah. gap. As the ducks, if they're low coming at you, you don't see the eighteen inches that yeah. the, the lid's sticking up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Now, I you posted a video. I probably glass over the summer right there, right, yep. maybe before. I think we're just right setting the blinds. Yeah, yep. and it's it's just good because I think like, a lot of guys need to know how to do this. I'll be honest, the first rice blind I ever rented. I was a dipshit. I didn't know anything. Right. And I rented, it was an island blind. It was a son of a bitch to get out to that thing too, I'll tell you. And I was so stupid, I just went out there, I didn't have covers, I didn't have straw, I didn't have shit. Yeah. And I'm wondering why I didn't fucking shoot anything, you know. (laughs) And I I was young and dumb and didn't know anything, but uh, you know, start learning. I know people, you know, like hearing about how to do that and you know what you're doing, and I thought it was kind of cool you posted that video to show people.
1: I, I like to help, man. If I can help somebody, I'm certainly going to try to help. I want everybody that's in my duck club or anybody else's duck club for that matter, I want them to kill the ducks every single day. Exactly. But I think, honestly, in my opinion, the number one thing in the game is concealment. We will spend six, seven hours solid to get one blind ready for the season, but if you put the time in at the start uh, – yeah. Then you go through and you just touch up. Like, we touch up every week. This week, I canceled a ton of clients because of hunting sucks. Yeah. I told my guys, okay, guys, now we go through the blinds. Let's have everything 100%. Yeah. So, we reset all the decoys, moved everything, spaced everything out how we wanted them, strawed the blinds, redid the Johnson grass that's up, and just got everything tight and right. The blinds are cleaned out. Everything, it's go tight. That's good. Like, concealment is where it's at. Decoys don't matter. I mean, it, you could have an old black decoy. And they're going to come to them just the same. Yeah. I, I have to have nice shiny new decoys because that's what the clientele wants to see when you sit down in the blind. But honestly, I don't feel that it makes a difference. I'm a numbers guy, and I'm a white guy. I, I put lots of snow geese, lots of white-chested pintail, and I instead of buying sprig decoys, I buy widgeon decoys or I buy spoonie decoys because they're cheaper, but you still got the big white chest. Yeah. It's the yeah. color. Yeah. you got to have the color.
0: yeah. That makes sense to me. And, yeah, and you're not running a ton of decoys either, right?
1: No, most of our blinds, we do something a little different. Um, people think I'm crazy, but most of my, fl- my rice blinds have anywhere from three to 500 floating goose decoys. Yeah,
0: and I'll run like decent number. I'll
1: run 50 to 100 duck decoys. I'm just trying to match the hatch. Yeah, you I, look in this valley anymore, what do you see sitting yeah, around geeks, more than you do ducks? You geese. see
0: geese. Yes.
1: And you see white geese.
0: Yes, yes. So, That makes sense, you know. Yeah, I mean, doing this for a living, you really got to pay attention to this shit, you know. (laughs) You got to change things up. I
1: mean, you got to stay on your toes.
0: Yeah, yeah. If you just try to do the same thing over and over, you're not going to... Yeah, don't work. Yeah, you know. And I mean, many years you've been at it. And it's us hobby guys that are doing it. You know, it's not, uh, you know, a life or death, but... We still want to be. Well, yeah, successful. everybody wants to kill. Yeah, you don't exactly. want to go out there and watch sunrise. Yeah, exactly. I mean, anything
1: you can do to twist it in your to to put the ball in your court or or you know the odds in your favor, yeah. why wouldn't you do that?
0: Exactly, exactly. But uh, I don't know how long are we on here? Yeah, we got forty five minutes already. Killing it. Oh, you got anything else you want to talk about?
1: I don't know. <laughs> we can t- we can talk about this wonderful duck season and our theories on where it <laughs> is, but I, I I think you know we hashed that out before. <laughs> Sitting in here, and I, I think the biggest driving factor of the problem we're having is Tule and Klamath. Yeah. That, that issue needs to be resolved. Yeah. Um, the flyways are shifting. The birds are going to Idaho more. I mean, like I told you, I got buddies killing sprig over there. They're seeing hundreds and hundreds of sprig that never, never. seen a sprig five years ago. Yeah. That tells me that they're hitting Tule and Klamath, and when there's nothing there, they're making a left-hand turn. Yep. Um, that, that is something we need to get solved, and, and I don't know how we're going to do it. I know CWA is working on it. Um and I wish all these conservation organizations could get together, get on the same page and let's hammer this out. Let's find the funding yeah, somewhere. The let's let's make it yeah, yeah. Let's make it happen.
0: Yeah, because enough they're enough gonna kill this flyway. It. They're yeah. gonna kill it. Yeah, exactly. And I just you're right, there's enough of this stuff and it's like I know C V A is doing all they can and I I I don't know about Delta, and I assume Ducks Unlimited must be doing they're, they're, something. They're
1: all in on it. you know, But they're they're all they really
0: need to just, and like I say, the Fed's got to get on board with this stuff. right? You know?
1: Everybody needs to come together, and we need to hammer this out and fix it. We need to rectify the situation before it's lost.
0: Because you're right. It could change the flyway forever. You yeah. know? And
1: I, I personally feel like it's the flyway has shifted to make do with what is here now. Yeah. If we had water at Tuli and Klamath, it would be like the old days. It, 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 they'd come back. They know yeah. where home is. Yeah,
0: yeah. But home. as long as it's up there, we're going to keep having these, right. you know, kind of years. You know, like last year was good because of the drought if you had water. But, I mean, a lot of people weren't even able to hunt. Right. You know, so, yeah, it's a...
1: It's an ever-changing situation.
0: Uh, and I know it's a complicated problem, but, I mean, geez, get it together. You got, you know, I it just figure it out, you know. The,
1: the funding's there, and, I mean, as hunters, we're the number one conservationist yep. in the world. So why, why are, is our money... It's just a bureaucratic, bureaucratic bullshit that's yep. getting in the way. Yeah. So let's take all that aside and let's do what's yep. best for the ducks. And yep. it's not just for hunting. No, it's, it's not just for killing. We don't, I mean, yes, I enjoy killing ducks, but I enjoy seeing ducks. And yep. I want ducks here for the future. I want them for my kids, for my grandkids. So let's just fix it, rectify the situation, and keep trucking.
0: Yeah, I agree. And it's just kind of, uh, yeah, hopefully somebody that, yeah, yeah, you're right, the bureaucratic bullshit is just, yeah put it to a complete stop, and it's like, come on, we need somebody to get in there and just get it done, you right. know. Maybe write Trump a letter. Maybe he can help yeah, well, out. I'll <laughs> guarantee you he'd try. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we were on the right track, but uh, <laughs> we got derailed yeah, a few a little years bit. ago. Yeah,
0: a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Who knows what the future holds, man. But. Right. So I guess that's uh, about all we got, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I sure and the hell appreciate you letting me come over here and see your place and talk to me a little bit, and Uh, you're probably the biggest celebrity we've had on here yet oh boy (laughs) oh boy you're you're the low-rent district still i'm the biggest one yeah (laughs) oh yeah i'm at least the top 10 podcast in gridley (laughs) but But, uh check out casey on instagram which is at ci it's cicc outdoor adventures yeah most of you guys probably already follow him, but check him out uh book a hunt with him good dude i'm probably going to try to book a straper fishing trip with him and uh Follow him. He posts good shit. So we will talk to you all soon. I think we're going to do another one with Robert maybe tomorrow. So thanks a lot for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye.